0: companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Masks of Nealathotep in our Egypt chapter. And so tonight we have quite a bit to get to, but before we do, we'd like to say a great and wide appreciation and thank you to all of our listeners and our Patreon supporters. If you've not had an opportunity to consider backing the show, I'd encourage you to go to the Old Ways podcast Patreon page, which is at patreon.com forward slash the Old Ways podcast. Come check us out and uh, get your meat hooks into these people's lives and make them happy or make them sad. It's totally your choice and that's the best part. And so we're going to, Go directly to introductions after that. To my right.
1: This is Tiffany and I play Maeve O'Shea. And uh, I have a meeting.
0: Many, many meetings. Indeed, you do.
2: Uh, to Miss O'Shea's right. This is Jake. I'll be playing Jack Doyle. And uh, I think I'm going to die tonight. Yeah. You think so? <laughs> well, it's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Mr. Doyle's right. This
3: is Lonnie and I am playing Adelzar. And. Uh, I'm hopeful that no one dies tonight, but that sounds like a good plan to start with. No dying. What's that saying about the
0: plans of mice and men? Anyway, uh, to Mr. Zars, right.
4: This is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tatenbach. And I do not know what you're saying. This this place is a holy place. I'm sure that no violence would occur here.
5: No, not at all. Uh, to the doctor's right. This is Alex. I'll be playing Sam And, uh... I wish I could say this would be the last time I'll be locked in a basement with Fanatics.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I do too. And if my introduction seems a bit curious, we are in the missing lane formation. But last but most certainly not least, our special guest.
6: Hi, this is Ali and I will be playing Alexandra Swift. Wonderful. And so we raised the
0: curtain on Egypt in the late afternoon and evening as many of our investigators have headed into a mosque in hopes of assisting in its defense. But in a different part of Egypt, we are following the trail of the dusty footprints of one Miss Maeve O'Shea and a man in a suit who has directed her to a very small apartment. And so, Miss O'Shea, on the outskirts of Cairo itself, you are led into a rather simple apartment building, if it can be even called that. There's a lower space here where it looks like a family lives. And just on the edge of the city, with the desert stretched out there to the west, uh, you can see uh, there's a upper portion of this complex and the man in this finely tailored suit draws your attention to a door and then opens it up before stepping inside
1: I will uh, follow him in so upon entry
0: you see that there's a relatively simplistic layout to this living space there's a somewhat faded green rug here at the center of the room it's a bit oval There's a very simple uh, wash basin and then an area to prepare food. The area to your left, as you look and scan around the space, is mostly open. And that is because of the large patio walkout that it has. And standing there in the remainders of the Egyptian sun, the leftover vestiges of these pieces of streaming sunlight, is your sister Alexander you hear Tariq's rather low tone say mother I have brought her
6: good evening Miss O'Shea good evening to you
1: what brings you out here
6: oh quite a bit Yig has uh, brought me on a mission out here And it's quite dire. Okay. What does this involve? Well, it involves a ritual that will be performed if we do not stop it. And more than that, that ritual will cause a lot more havoc in the world than we would ever like to hope. What ritual is this? It is a ritual that the Brotherhood intends to carry out. Does
1: this have to do with the queen that they found?
6: Yes, it does. They intend to use her vessel to call down her spirit and use that to bring forth something terrible. Yig has called upon you and I to uh, intervene.
1: Well, I can tell you that uh, my party is kind of already on it. I guess I mean I don't I don't know how far we've gotten we have discovered that they have uncovered this queen and that they were going to use her for something I've also discovered another ritual that could potentially protect Egypt from all of that but it's going to take a lot also I don't know If you've had the same dream, but there is an obelisk out in the desert, and I don't know where, but Yig showed it to me, like I should go there.
6: Yes, well, that is a little less important than this at the moment, because the Black Pharaoh must be stopped. Well, that's what we're trying to do. I'm going to look over Miss O'Shea and see how she looks.
0: Well, she's definitely tanner than you remember. Uh, She's probably not as rested as you last saw her when you were in Paris. But likely the largest and most prominent thing that is noticeable about her is this shock of white that's through her hair now. It's very distinctive.
6: I will walk towards her and motion with my hand to said lock. And what happened
1: here? That is the result of me finding the protection ritual. Fantastic.
0: Tariq nods to the both of you. May I take my leave?
1: Yes, I will call you when
6: we're done. Thank
0: you. He bows deeply to the both of you and then leaves the room.
6: So the Brotherhood worships the uh, Bloody Tongue, which you might have already known.
1: Can't say I'm surprised.
6: So it is crucial that we keep them from having this queen, Nyctukris, because of her
1: power. Well, as far as I know, I think they already have her. At this point, we need to either find a way to stop the ritual altogether, find where they're at, or find the Speakers of the Nile, so that maybe we can do this other ritual of protection.
0: Ms. O'Shea, you see a a collection of snakes here in the apartment. You notice them now at the edges of the vision here, just crawling along the patio wall. There's got to be seven or eight of them. And they're not the average garden variety that you remember from Chicago. These are asps.
1: Probably much larger than mine. Indeed. I see you've made some friends here. Yes, well, we
6: are in the uh, land of kings and queens and you and I in our own right fall into queens because of Yig's blessing. I guess I haven't looked at it that way, but okay. So there is a temple that the Speakers of the Nile had and I need your help because we must raise it
1: from the desert. Okay. And you've dreamed about it. Well, I was trying to find the speaker, so I'm sure this will help. Where is it? It is out in the desert. The desert is vast. Yes.
6: It's to the southeast. Okay. And it's near... Well, Miss O'Shea, the temple is buried under the sand, and we must raise it from its resting place currently. And... It's not that far from Saqqara. Okay. And when do you want to go do that? Oh, we have to do that right now. Oh, okay. Because the sooner we do that, and the sooner that your other companions bring the mummy to the temple, the safer the world will be.
1: Okay.
0: So, back at the mosque, I'd like to know from our, our night watchman... That's me, right? That is you. I have a fantastic map I'm going to put you on, okay? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. The thing that you would all likely realize, most of all, Jack and Sam, given their uh, tactical uh, experience, is this is a perfectly fine place, right? In some sense. Right. Right. They would have to get through the skylight. There's only one way in and one way out. That's it. And that works to your advantage. The question ultimately becomes: Is what what comes after? What comes in the front? That that how many people? Right? Uh, a small force can keep a, a fairly uh, large space perfectly secure as long as there's only one path of entry, mm-hmm. and you've got enough rounds, I suppose. So there are six. Of these members of this Islamic Brotherhood who are keeping watch over this girdle.
5: One of which is Ahmed?
0: One of which is Ahmed, yes. And they are armed essentially with medieval weaponry. So swords. uh, There's a very traditional aspect to this. They probably have looked a little bit um, with a jaundiced eye at any sort of open firearms, if they've been displayed. It doesn't mean that they're going to have a a direct problem with it, but but it's not their method. And so you would have had time to take a look at the space. There isn't much outside of that door to make for fortifications. They have um, heavy bags of rice and other bags of sand that they said that in you know in case of a break in they would close the doors and pile basically pile them with sand so that way no one could could enter and then go from there.
5: Okay. So the entrance to this underground area is that the rear portico?
0: Yeah, the entrance to the the bay this basement area this stairways is the rear portico. You guys have been down there. Um, the rear portico doesn't have there's no like back entrance to the location. Okay. So the portico is there, but there's a wall there at the end.
5: The double doors in the center are a gate between the right hand of the hallway and where the vault is. Is that right? Correct. Okay. So that's a solid piece. That's a solid wall. There. It is. Okay.
0: You've had, you've had about an hour or so to gather Ahmed and his men would have invited you to eat with them. They consider it a, a solemn duty you would have been fed likely a, a rather meager meal of bread and rice and beans love it but something to give you uh, they said stamina for what comes tonight for those of you who are of the islamic faith they would they would ask you to come to prayer with them there in this in the space so that would be you Otto
3: yep that would be me
0: and ahmed leads the prayer for, for safety uh, around the space. One of the men that's here is a, an older gentleman like Ahmed is. And I'm going to give you all a hard spot hidden roll.
2: To notice something. Nope. 8,299. Mm-hmm.
3: 18 under 55. That is a hard success.
4: All right. Total, another failure. 59 and under 80, so normal success. I'm probably chatting with the men about their customs and enjoying the local food.
0: Okay, so, Otto, you're the only one that notices it. One of the men here has a very distinct blade. It's a sword. It's very distinct. Uh, it's separate from the rest of the men's weaponry. It looks... Like a work of art.
3: Hmm. I will uh, actually approach that brother. And I will say that's quite a blade.
0: Mm Hmm? You hear his deep, most resonant voice take over.
3: I've never seen one like it.
0: Then you will not again. He looks you up and down. Tell me, how did you come to fall in with these men?
3: Every stranger needs a guide.
0: Hmm. And it is true they are strangers. Very strange.
3: Not nearly as strange as what's uh, what the Brotherhood has.
0: Foul creatures and people.
3: Yes, cursed by God.
0: I look forward to setting them to meet their fate as many as I can.
3: I nod, step back. He
0: returns to prayer. Ahmed comes over after prayer to you, Jack. I'm certain they will hear tonight. I can feel it. I can feel that they are still frustrated from their losses. Clear to me that they are willing to send as many men today as possible.
2: Well, we're
4: certainly going to help them with that tonight. Doc pipes up. Well, is that not good? Do you not want an angry man to make a sloppy mistakes?
0: Mm-hmm. He nods. Indeed we do. Brother Hakeem there, he will send many to their death.
2: Well, if it's all the same to you, I hope nobody gets past uh, our bullets.
0: You must understand, we don't. We do not prefer the use of firearms here, but we realize there is little choice to it. Is this
5: is the entirety of the uh, guards for the mosque?
0: There are a few watchers that will stay on the top floor. There is a, a small breathing hole there, he points to one corner. If they see something, we will hear a flute on
5: the wind. That is when we we'll know to be ready. Well, with your permission, I'd like an opportunity to help secure the hallway. I kind of point to my, my duffel.
0: Outside the vault door? Yes. You would stay out there?
5: No. Uh, I fully intend to be in here. No, just some defenses that we can put in place to thin their numbers if anybody is coming through that hallway. Go. Time is short. They open the vault doors for you. Okay. I have a bunch of stuff in my possession... Uh, some adhesive plaster, you know, fishing tools, pulleys, eye hooks. What I'm basically going to do is take two of the shotguns that are not Little Lady, and I would like to position them, I would like to stagger them in the hallway with uh, trip wires that will fire both barrels into kind of the center of the hall facing the entrance.
4: It's the Charles Bronson effect.
5: Uh, and I will load them with shot. Mm-hmm. So there's probably a whole bunch of light tapping as I, you know, and use my hand drill to stakes into the wall and get things wired and banging around over there.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Hey, uh, doctor, do you have any cotton batting? I believe I have an extra roll of cotton gauze. One moment, let me see if i have. Rubbish, rubbish, clink, clank. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah do I have some of this? Thanks.
2: I take off a couple of little pieces because um, we're gonna be firing guns in this uh, in this vault. I am not going to go deaf
4: here.
0: <laughs> That's probably a smart move.
4: That is a smart move, Jack. That's a good idea. Yeah. Doc follows suit. Stuff, stuff, stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Offers some to Sam and uh, any of the other men who are looking, you know, who look interested in the prospect.
0: Yeah, the um Ahmed only simply points to his his turban, his headdress and says that Allah oh, will protect him.
4: The doctor just nods graciously and you know smiles.
0: As the hours continue or as the hour continues to move along, Sam, you make your preparations. Are you coming back inside after that?
5: So, I uh, I would probably use the remainder of the time to set up some short walls uh, on the other side of the vault in case somebody comes through the door, um, at least to give us, you know, some crouched cover firing position if we want one. And that's where I will set up my rifle. I'll just leave it there.
3: Which way does the door swing open into the hallway?
0: Uh, They, it opens into the vault. That's why there are bags on this side of the door.
3: Okay. But when I, when it, when it swings in, does it swing towards the girdle room or does it swing away from the girdle room?
5: It swings towards the girdle room. Hmm. That's actually a really good point. I will also take the time to use up the rest of my stakes to force the door to stop at like barely a person being able to get through.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: You no, know, like near, I guess I don't know four feet, maybe three and a half. Something sure. to make it really easy
4: to you know aim at. Yeah, Doc uh, surreptitiously places one of his bottles of ether above the door frame where they would be coming through, and then goes and back sits down, goes back to talking with whoever.
0: All right. You have all seemingly prepared. And so back on the outskirts of Cairo, the uh, sun has fallen to the mountains or to the desert line, as it were. And it's time to move, Alexandra.
6: Tariq. Hmm?
0: You hear a voice from outside. Yes, Mother.
6: It's time to go. Of course. Come along, Miss O'Shea.
1: I will uh, go with.
0: So when you step outside back onto the stairway that leads down to the street level, you see that uh, a couple of horses have been made ready near uh, the end of the stairs. Both are saddled, and uh, Tariq waits to assist you into said saddle.
1: Cool. This this will be interesting.
6: Uh, is Tariq coming with us?
0: That is completely up to you.
6: Mm, I think he should, just in case.
0: Very well. He will uh, secure another horse for himself and then uh, be prepared to leave. You see that each horse has a couple of water skins, some like a blanket or two, just some very basic supplies. Nothing to load it down too heavily.
6: I will lead the way. Very well.
0: So I won't, while it would be hilarious, I won't force you to have any ride rolls, Miss O'Shea, because I don't know how much horse riding you've done.
1: Yeah, right.
0: But provided you're not going to do any sort of, you know, Indiana Jones or Brendan Fraser style riding, you should be okay. Um, Just make sure to keep all of your horses on the right side of the river. So the ride through the desert is nothing less than magical the horses start out at a relatively easy pace and continue on through the slowly dying Egyptian sun. And you can feel the last, those last bits of warmth. Uh, Both of you can as they uh, play along your skin. Uh, The heat of the day now is easing. It's falling down into the sand. And after a, an hour or so ride, which is uh, turning towards a darkening sky, you come upon a series of dunes, Miss that you swear you have seen before. In the distance, there are monuments to dead kings and even queens. And in this near perfect desert evening below you below these dunes there is a deep valley
1: and i know we're going towards that valley correct
0: you know that there's something in this valley there has to be
1: it's the same as my dream correct
0: it's very similar you start feeling your heart rate increase you get this just this feeling of excitement
6: I will uh, go ahead and dismount.
1: Same.
0: Tariq uh, takes both the horses, the reins from the two of you, and uh, he goes to a nearby place and and makes a stake for the horse so that way they can be uh, properly out of the way.
6: Tariq, I want you to stay here and uh, warn me if anyone is on the way. Of course, Mother.
0: Shall I prepare for such eventualities?
6: Yes, just in case.
0: You see Tariq take his shirt off. And he starts to flex his pectoral muscles. And you start seeing his skin change colors. You start seeing the pronouncement. These these scales start to come out of his skin. And his neck widens. And he, just all of these additional muscles and, and additional flesh start to push out of the center of him. His eyes go completely copper-toned. And his jaw distends a little bit. And he almost reminds you just slightly of the creature that the doctor autopsied in Chicago.
1: Oh, right. Interesting.
6: I will uh, start walking
1: towards the area that we need to raise. I will be uh, going to, even though I'm pretty sure I know where we're going. So I guess I'll be alongside you. So,
6: dear sister, you must understand that if the Brotherhood does truly have this vessel of power, they cannot keep it in their hands, and it must be taken from them. I do not have enough power on my own to accomplish such a task... And because Yig has called upon us to take care of this, I will need you and your companions
1: to bring the mummy to this sacred place. Well, I can promise you that we'll do our best. And
6: this temple is not just a sacred space for the Egyptians, but also for you and I because it is the temple specifically of the Speakers of the Nile. And you and I must bring forth this temple. I need your power as well as mine in order to raise the temple.
1: That makes sense.
6: So I'll continue the approach until we we reach... the the temple.
0: It's probably a good hundred yards from your physical position now where you put a little space between you and Tariq but you can feel his presence uh, still in the area. You feel many presences in the area actually which doesn't surprise you you finally get to the spot though And what's strange about it is the both of you know it's the spot without even mentioning it to the other one.
6: I will go ahead and disrobe. Come, Miss O'Shea. We have a ritual to perform.
1: Oh, okay. And uh, I'll go follow her. I guess uh, we're going to be naked dancing around a fire.
0: Okay, Miss Swift, if you're going to cast this spell, I will need a pow roll from you. Hard difficulty. Okay. And that goes for you too, Miss O'Shea.
1: Pow, pow. I just got a regular 67 out of 83.
0: Okay, so you have the option of either pushing that roll or you can choose to spend luck to get down to 41?
1: Yeah, no. Yeah, I guess I'll push it and um, make my head explode. Hmm. Alright, we ready for this? Okay. Nope. <laughs> 73 out of 83.
0: Okay. It's a failed push roll. Failed push rolls are bad.
1: Mm-hmm. Normally. I mean, I technically succeeded. I just didn't get the
0: Correct. what I wanted. Correct. Uh, I'm going to play a hand of protection in favor of you to keep you from dying. Okay. You're going to spend 25 points of magic, either out of the necklace or out of yourself, one way or the other.
1: Yeah, out of the Ankh, because mm. I only have 16.
0: Okay. So your part of it is done, and then Miss Swift? Yes. Your role?
6: I I did get my hard success. Okay,
0: excellent. And so... So you will invest the other half of this. So the two of you come together on a spot in the sand here. And you... Begin a very low and sweeping chant along the desert sand. And you can begin to feel the wind pick up higher and higher. You start to see the outline of something in the air. It's not just sand or dust. There's something writhing on the air, it's nearly invisible. And then as the chance continue to grow over and over the hours they take the two of you. One by one, the sands are cut by the slithering of snakes. First five and ten, and then eventually hundreds pour in to the valley. And each one of them represent a life. A life force each one of you can feel as the presence of the Father arrives in a gust of wind which lays low the desert sand revealing a picturesque obelisk and the buried remains of forgotten temple and all around you as your heartbeat comes back to a slowed pace are the remains of those lives those reptilian lives That the father was willing to expend for this amazingly powerful ritual. And now you'll both roll sanity. Yay.
1: 22 out
0: of 47. Oh, very good. So the protective hand of fate that was played again uh, on you will downgrade the sanity loss. So you'll still take some sand loss, but it's going to downgrade before it hits you. Okay. So you lose two points of sanity.
1: Well, whoever did that for me is amazing. 13 out of 40.
0: Okay. So, <laughs> Alexander, you'll lose one. Oh, okay. For the both of you there sitting in a resting position on the, the desert floor, it's an exhaustive and just gratifying feeling. You can feel... Yig's presence here. His strong, almost <laughs> fatherly essence amongst the sand here. And Miss O'Shea, you can feel the open portal there of this temple has even more secrets for you to unfold.
1: We know I'm going after that.
0: We do for the moment we're going to step back to the mosque though as the hours pass a wind picks up outside a howling one one that fills the mosque here with some concerned looks amongst the faithful here it's not just a storm because there's no rain that arrives with it but you've felt a storm like this before the palpable sense that something horrid is on the wind. And during one of these smallest dips in the wind, you hear the tiniest of heightened tones from a flute. And then it sounds like there's footsteps upstairs. You haven't heard anything about the wind in hours and you start hearing a cavalcade of
5: footsteps this is it Uh, I watch the uh, the other six and see what they're doing, the guards
0: most of them are still relatively calm there's uh, an older man that Tsar was talking to not Ahmed but a different one who stands up ...and takes his robe off. He's down to just simple belt and breeches. And you see him take out his weapon... ...this vicious-looking scimitar. And he kneels on the ground with it. And he begins to just intone something. Some sort of prayer. And all along the blade, there's Arabic writing... It's beautiful Damascus steel.
3: What's the prayer?
0: Oh, the prayer is probably something that um, you've really only read about in history books. It was probably used during the Crusades. Uh, it has a lot of the same sort of intimations: the fact that Allah's enemies will fall, and they will fall by my hand, guided by His will. This—it's a—it's something that. Islamic warriors might use before a battle.
3: I'm comforted to know that uh, Allah will be with us in this fight. In some form or another.
5: <laughs> is the vault door solid or is it uh, a gate?
0: I know it's solid. Okay. It's solid. You hear the footsteps continue towards the back of the mosque. Upstairs. Mm-hmm. Okay. You hear the first voice cry out. <coughs> you hear in a very intimate way <clears throat> someone get murdered upstairs.
4: Dog shuffles himself towards the back to be out of the way.
0: Mm-hmm. You can hear them slowly making their way to the rear portico. It's almost as if who's ever up there has begun to be a little quieter about their movements. You're not really sure why. The first few steps begin to echo on the staircase. You see the rest of the elderly guards here stand up and they begin to prepare for
5: what may come next.
0: Now, you'd prepared something for your any uh, any
5: unwanted visitors, Sam. Yes. The first one is at the bottom of the stairs pointed up. Mm-hmm. So basically, as soon as someone hits the bottom stair, the idea is it takes as many people as close to the bottom as possible out. And then the next one is knee level, like midway down the hallway. Sure. Again, pointed across the center line of the hall.
0: Okay. And I suppose there should be a roll for such a thing. Or at least its effectiveness.
5: <laughs> We'd make a mechanical repair attack.
0: <laughs>
5: yeah, I think that's it's
0: it's a it's a mechanical apparatus. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's a trap. Yeah,
5: go ahead. That is an extreme success. Fly out of sixty-three.
0: Okay. So, how much force would you say it has?
5: So it's a double-barrel shotgun. Yeah. So,
0: hmm. so roll forty-six, and it's an immediate impale. Is it slug or
5: shot? Shot. We're going for spread to 12 gauge. Spread 12 gauge.
0: Okay, so here's what I'll say. Roll your damage. And then we will add in the maximum, so 24 on top of that. And then we will have it affect up to 1d3 people. So 12? Plus 24, 36. Okay. And so we will have it affect three individuals there is a boom that goes off underground here it jacket it, it sounds like a bomb and you hear screaming from the staircase and the worst part is mostly for you jack is that you hear them continue to come and you hear you begin to hear baying screaming enraged voices so go ahead and make me another mechanical compare, repair roll and uh, Sam I'm going to give you advantage through the hand of fate on this
5: oh, lovely I I mean I'll roll it again just, just in case okay.
0: it doesn't really get better than two extreme successes in a row so eight, 8 out of 63 <laughs> so go ahead and roll damage and then add 24 to it
5: and I'll roll another d3 Fourteen. Okay. Is it at how much? 24? Yep. So 30.
0: 38. Thirty-eight. The next one in the hallway goes off. And at this point, Otto, your heart rate is through the roof. Yeah. You, you can feel it in your neck and throat. And you are desperate to be anywhere but in this room. And that's when the thumping starts as... You hear pounding on the vault door, and it's Jack. It's got to be. It's got to be five, six guys, all desperate to get in.
5: What is Otto doing?
3: Otto is standing there with his hatchet, wondering what the hell he got himself into.
5: I will uh, scoot over a little bit on my my short wall, and I will uh, catch Otto's eye, and I will gesticulate. At him with the, uh, I guess the handle of a forty-five revolver, and I'll just kind of like wave it toward me, you know, (laughs) like come, come here,
3: come on. I will, I will go there.
5: Sure, I will give him a pistol
3: (laughs) and a handful of Ah. rounds.
0: (laughs) You hand him a pistol. Everyone, make me a listen roll. I don't want to. Except, except Miss O'Shea and (laughs) and, um, Miss Swift, as you are not present.
5: Nope.
3: Nope, 65 over 40.
4: 77 over 68. Don't hear a thing.
5: I will spend two luck to make that a success. (laughs) 65 to 63.
0: Sam, you hear something else outside beyond the pounding. You start to hear the men not just pound in unison, but they're starting to speak and they're saying something and you don't understand what they're saying.
5: But they're saying it in unison? They are. I will look probably a little panicked. I will turn over my shoulder to the six there. uh, And I will look at uh, Ahmed. Mm -hmm. And I will say, I don't know what they're doing. But it can't be good.
0: They're calling out to something. They're calling out to someone. You see the several of the, the guards move forward. And they start reinforcing the door piling bags of the prepared sand and rice against the door just trying to shore it up it looks like and there is a terrible terrible sound on the wind and you do not need any identification roll for this
2: we've heard it before you have Oh boy.
0: the growl that comes on the wind is gut wrenching New because York. you heard it in New York.
4: I know what's coming, Jack. Yeah, so do I. Then we need light.
0: Mm-hmm. Your Ahmed turns to you. What?
4: We will need to make it as bright as possible. This thing, it, it, this is, uh, it, it showed up during an eclipse. We've, uh, we've fought one of these before. They show up like they fly, and they are deadly.
0: He looks around. Uh, the area is a of... <laughs> Any sort of lanterns or lights other than the ones that are already here. This, this, this is this not enough?
4: It might not be. But don't worry. I have an idea.
0: The pounding on the door gets to the point where it sounds like a battering ram, and you hear from above a boom. Something collapses upstairs. You hear heavy stone fall on the ceiling. And the roar
5: shakes you. What the hell is it?
2: Demon of nightmares.
5: I will reach into taking cue from the doctor. I will go into my duffel and begin ripping out my disposable flares Mm
3: -hmm.
5: and pitching them around the room. So I
4: have ten.
0: Yeah, it starts getting a lot later in here.
4: Thunderbar. Okay, men. You are about to see something that It will be horrible. You will steal your minds. I do not know what creatures you think of as demons, but you are about to see one. Is it coming through the ceiling?
0: There's another pound. this time above your head.
2: Well, I'm not going to stand in the center of the room. We have no time for the wall. I I immediately hug a wall.
0: (laughs) Very good. I will not require any sort of dexterity rolls for you electing to move as a fine idea as one of these foundational stones that make up what is the atrium falls inward and the first gap in the ceiling is shown and all that comes through that gap is a roar it sounds like someone put a lion and an alligator together and amplified it, model.
3: Oh no! Oh no!
0: You may have heard this sound before.
3: Is there anything you want me to do right now? Not just yet. Okay. I'd like you to be scared. I'm. I'm. I'm <laughs> utterly terrified right now. Fantastic. I have. I have dropped the gun, and I am gripping my hatchet with both hands.
0: <laughs> you see the brother that has the um, very elegant and um, decorated scimitar, he positions himself nearby as if to almost in a crouch with his weapon, like he's waiting for the opportunity. And as this roar backs off a little and another few stones fall, obviously it being pitch dark upstairs, it's difficult to see what it is that blade begins to hum, it puts off some sort of vibration. You can hear it in your ear, Jack. There's a pressure change. And before you have a moment to move, the space is filled with darkness and death as a beast flows through the opening. And so we're probably going to need to get into rounds here. Doctor and Mr. Doyle, I will not require a sanity roll from you, as you both have seen this piece before. However, I will need one from Otto and Sam.
3: That is a 91.
0: Huh, ah, very good. I'm going to spend a hand of fate in your favor and allow you a re-roll, Otto.
3: Well, that's a 44 under 50.
0: Okay, very good.
5: And Sam? A hard success, 28 over 63.
0: Fantastic. So, the both of you do not lose any sanity. As
5: successfully passing this roll is a zero sand loss. I think Doyle had it pegged right. It's a beast of darkness and death from hell. So
0: here's the good news, because we all want the good news, right? The good news is you will go before it.
2: Say that is good news.
0: It is. It's fantastic news. So this beast extends out its wings and fills part of this underground space. And as it comes into somewhat full bloom here with the aid of the flares and whatnot. You get a real good look at this thing. And unfortunately, so do the rest of your guard companions. And so, we'll make sure that we know what their position is as well. That's not good. Okay. Any bouts? Boop. (laughs) Boop. Okay, great, awesome. There are a varying reactions, not that you're probably standing around gauging what they're doing, but you hear all sorts of screaming and hollering and prayers given to Allah for strength. But, that said, it'll fall to you,
5: Sam. Now that this thing has landed, it, well, you said it just took up some of the room, or well, most of the room. If it's a lot of the room, took up some space.
0: It took up some space. So... Just for your own kind of self-awareness, um, so we can put it in a numerical sense. What's your size? Size 50. Okay. So the the creature's size is 205.
5: Oh, I okay. guess so it's like four people.
0: Uh, yeah. It's like two people high and two people wide. Okay. It's very big.
5: So I want to kind of put the, the pack of guards between me and it i want to, i need to watch it so that i can see what it does how fast it is how it operates like how this thing wants to fight mm-hmm. um and i definitely don't want its attention right away so mm-hmm. i'm going to reposition a bit and watch it for a for a while and obviously if it decides to lash out at me i'm going to defend myself or dive certainly
0: so you are essentially holding to see what it does yes not a problem not at all
3: Uh, I'm waiting for a cue from Ahmed. Okay. If he goes, I'll go in, but uh, I'm not making the first move.
0: Certainly. Very well. Then on 65, the brothers attack, and they swarm this thing. Uh, Except for one of them, who is just stunned in disbelief. And so two hits and three very unsuccessful attempts. So it's going to get a chance to fight back. Oh, so they slash down at it, and they're they're trying to hack at its body. Uh, and a couple of them do seem to to strike fairly well. Um, but there are two of them just in the direct path of this thing as they arrive to it that get bit directly by this thing's head. The first monk that approaches this, the first guard that approaches this thing and tries to hack at it. Sigmund, you watch the top half of him completely get bitten away.
4: I try to look away at the last second if I can. Certainly. But I know it's hard to, to, to take my eyes off of something Certain like that. He's done.
0: Ahmed uses the opportunity of that space in time to slash at this thing's belly. Uh, He does so. And when he connects with its skin, you can tell that that scimitar he's wielding is completely ineffectual. It runs along this this thing's belly and doesn't bite in at all. There's no blood. There's no fluid. You're not seeing anything. And you can tell that he's noticed it. He's going to try again relatively soon. Uh... The creature spits out the top of this person and, like, careens against a wall, spilling sinew and guts all over the floor, and then proceeds to chomp down again at this next person
5: that's attacking it. I would like to intervene now, having seen this thing snap somebody down. Sure. Um, and as it comes down on the second person, I want to give it the uh, the two shots I have to its face. Go for it. Oh. <sighs> So I will, I'll spend the four luck.
0: Okay. So it's a hit, roll damage.
5: It's 13. Okay. And I will see how it reacts to the shot. Either way, I'm dropping the rifle.
0: Okay. Yeah, it does seem to react to getting shot. You're not sure if it's a reflex reaction, but the the bullet lands, that's for sure.
5: Yeah, I was just trying to prevent it from snapping somebody in half.
0: No, no, I, I get that. Uh, it chooses to take the time to snack on the next person that it can get a hold of. And at that point, it will end up being Jack's action.
2: Okay, I'm going to um, light it up. Mm-hmm. And raise the Thompson. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to aim high because he's a tall one and I want to be able to fire over everyone's head. Certainly. That's a 14 for the first shot.
0: Okay. So you're going full auto?
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And how many... What's your rifle skill?
2: Well, my machine gun your skill? My machine gun skill. 29. Are, 29. It's close to
0: a hard success. Not that it does anything, unfortunately.
2: No. Because
0: it doesn't.
3: It makes you feel better about yourself.
0: It does. It does. It does make mm-hmm. you feel... And, I and mean... That, that, that's, a that's a lot. That's a lot. It means a lot to me. Yeah, you need to declare the number of rounds you're going to be using.
2: How many rounds can I use?
0: So 20, 30, 50.
2: I'm blowing the whole drone. Okay.
0: So they're done in volleys. So if we're done, if we do them in a volley of, say, 20, you can take, um. Well, th- the way we'll do this is you'll take a 20% minus to your skill. Is that still a success with what you roll? Oh, no, it wouldn't be. Okay
3: that luck on it. Sure could. Success.
2: Yeah, I mean, I could do that. So why don't we do that? I, mean, I, I think we could spend luck on a...
0: You can spend luck on combat rolls. You're a pulp character. Oh. Okay. You cannot spend luck on damage.
2: Yeah. Okay, I'll do that.
0: Which would be just obscene for you. Yeah, right. Okay, so you have spent 20 rounds from it. Okay, so I'm going to rule that it's 1d10 plus 2 for the first bullet. Mm-hmm. And then for every other successive bullet that hits you add plus 1 damage. Okay. So it should be 1d10 plus... 19. 19.
3: Yeah,
2: it's not bad. Could be a lot worse, right?
3: Right. Ooh, that's nice.
2: So it's 11 plus 19, so that's 30. Okay. You open
0: up with the Thompson. And you give it a really long pull. Probably... This is probably one of the longest directed fires you've done with this weapon. And there is no doubt that Mr. Thompson made an effective killing machine. You pepper this beast with rounds and you get a significant and telling roar in response.
2: Oh good, now I have the tension.
0: When you get that roar, you hear and see its mouth curl into a very vicious grin as um, you seemingly have its complete attention. And so, it is going to reach out with its tail and attempt to grab you.
2: I will dodge.
0: Probably a good idea. Uh, although, it is at advantage given its build. Okay. Your dodge, sir.
2: Well, that's really nice, then. I'm really <laughs> happy with that the bro.
0: That's one. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. <laughs> and it will follow it up because it gets multiple attacks
2: so I will continue to dodge that's
0: probably a good idea
2: that's not nearly so well because that's only uh, 29
0: that's a four yeah. so it will snatch you by the tail and when it does it grabs you from essentially knee to shoulder in this long sweeping tail and opens its rather nasty looking maw Uh, and that will leave us with uh, the doctor
4: okay two questions one is it still near the entrance doorframe that it came in
0: it basically uh,
4: you know
0: dropped into the hole that it made
4: okay Uh, is its mouth still open about to chew on jack yeah Oh, fantastic. Um, and I'm not probably, since it dropped in the middle particularly far away, I'm going to shoot Betty right in his mouth.
0: Okay. Go for it.
4: All right. 16 under 20.
0: Fantastic. Flare gun damage is... Three total. Okay. Yeah, you, uh, you definitely make a, a nasty little mark Inside this creature's mouth It <laughs> coughs a bit You're not sure if you've Damaged it or made it mad It's hard to say um, But yeah, either way. you may have Divided some of its attention uh, So on 50 The member of the guard With uh, a very Very eager Look on his face Leaps from his position Near one of the central columns With this sword and he slashes at it. He seems to connect with the hide, but the blade doesn't bite in. But you can tell there is a um, there's a, def- a definitive pop when these two forces meet. And the, the creature flinches. Just like. And so we'll take our eye off the mosque for just a moment. travel back out to the sand, where two very exhausted servitors of Yeg are all doing their first examinations of their handiwork.
1: Yeah, I want to go towards the portal. I will just push myself up.
0: The portal is uh, mostly sandstone and uh, other worked stone here. There's a bit of a a white coloring to it. And as you draw closer, you begin to see the halls here are lined with imagery. You can hear something here within the halls as well. There is a definitive hum and tone. You could almost hum along to it.
1: Is it the same thing I heard? At the Nile?
0: It's even clearer.
1: Well, that would mean I'm in the right place then, I guess.
0: And for your part, Alexandra, the halls here are exactly how you have envisioned them. You see the priests of Egypt being blessed by speakers of the Nile, each one with their own significance. You see couples coming to the speakers for blessings. You can read very simply from the hieroglyphics here that this is the place that your ancestors were promised.
6: Well, Mr. Shea, we did good work.
1: I would say so.
6: There is a hum of power here.
1: I mostly hear the song.
6: So this temple is where we must interrupt the uh, ritual that the Brotherhood is trying to perform. They haven't completed it yet. So we need to bring the mummy here. Well, if we can
1: get a hold of it, we will bring it here. The, this is not an if, Ms. O'Shea. You must succeed. Well, my plan isn't to fail, but I only have so much information.
0: maybe you see along one of the walls here two very distinctive images. You see, from what your read through the Ankh shows... A man of great importance being brought to a speaker of the Nile and requesting her guidance on the path. And there is a very distinct way that she appears, her skin tone is unlike that of the rest of the Egyptians here. It's far fairer. And you can even see along one of her legs a scaling that has been done. It's a beautiful relief.
1: Do all the speakers present this way? If I look at all the images?
0: Many of them. um, It seems as if because so much of this is told over time it seems as if the speaker's skin lightens a bit but you're convinced just as the progression happens that it isn't because it isn't because they're becoming unwell or something like that it looks like over time their skin gets this silvery tone almost as if the scales continue to grow.
1: Well, I guess I know what I can look forward to. Well, I will look around some more and then just wait for Alexandra's move.
6: I've been almost staring in awe at the temple because not only is it beautiful, but it is a connection that runs deep in the blood and I can feel it. It runs in my veins. I know that I was meant to be here. And after... a few moments, I'll turn to... Miss O'Shea. Can you feel it, sister? It does feel like home. We have work to do. But for now, I must take my leave. Feel free to stay and continue to look around, but... For now, I must get back to my own safe house and talk to a few people. You will receive a letter from me when I confirm the mummy's location. Please convince your companions
1: that this is absolutely necessary. Well, I know that I at least have one that'll help me. We'll get it done. I'm going to do my devotional here and I'll probably head back as well.
6: All right. I will see you soon, dear sister. Thank you. And with that, I take my leave.
0: And with that, we'll call this episode to a close. And so thank you so much for joining us. I'm certain that the investigators in the mosque will be perfectly fine. They don't need to be worried about anything. Uh, And we will be back next week with your next episode of Masks of Neolothetip.